What is up, Sheepdog Nation? Welcome to another podcast of Sheepdog Nation with your host, me, Autumn Clifford. I'm really excited to have you here like I always am. And today what I want to talk to you about is what goes on behind the thin blue line. Now, I'm going to be really honest with you. Usually I have like notes, usually I have a really good idea of, you know, what it is that I want to say. But today I'm going to kind of, it's coming straight from my heart. There's nothing rehearsed. I don't have any bullet points. I have zero notes. I haven't really thought about this. I'm actually just sitting down. I'm going to speak from my heart. So whatever comes out, you're going to want to brace yourself because it's real, it's raw, and um, it's my truth. And I bet it's going to be someone here who's listening to me. It's going to be your truth too. Um, A couple of things I want to go over really quickly is at this point in time, if this is the first time you've ever listened to me, you're probably not going to want to do it in public unless you have headphones on. And if you have children around, turn the volume down and put headphones on because I do swear. Um, and things are about to get rowdy up in here. So that is your warning. Um, the second thing that I want to tell you about is, um, I have, um, this Thursday, it's going to be, um, if you are listening to this, this Thursday, um, there is a free training for women who want to be in law enforcement or, or who are, um, in law enforcement. Um, it's all about how the three things that women need to know in order to survive their career. So if you want, I'm going to leave you a link down below, but, um, get in on it. If you can't make it live, uh, I'm going to be sending the recording straight to your inbox. It's going to be a really good training. Um, if you, even if you are not a woman, but you're listening to this and you may know a woman, um, who's on the force, please send this to her, send her the link. Um, you know, no one's doing this. No one, you know, we do have, don't take this the wrong way, guys. We, as a thin blue line, we, we don't have enough support, right? Like we just don't. And so like, I'm definitely doing my best to support you guys. Um, but I can tell you that women have a lot less support than the men. Take a look at social media, take a look at, you know, what goes on. And, um, I don't see anything out there for women. In fact, when I was on the road, there was nothing out there for me at all, period. So (laughs) anyway, so I'm really kind of focusing on that, you know, really, uh, you know, trying to have women step their game up as far as, you know, I want them to be equal. It needs to be equal, but they also need to know how to act. They need to know how to survive just like you. Um, but, Anyway, so there's there's that. So we have a free training going on. Um, and as always, um, for the women, we have the Lady Sheepdog Club. If you're not a part of it, I have no fucking idea why. It's free for seven days. Um, and your ass should be in there. And then after that, it's $27 a month. It's the best, most supportive uh, group of women in law enforcement that I've ever seen. And it's obviously what I believed, and unless somebody proves me wrong, the first community of its kind in America. So I don't know why you're not in that. I have no idea. So if you're trying to do this fucking job alone, don't and get your ass in this club. It's awesome. Um, it's all online too, by the way. I'll leave the link for that below so that you can check that out. Um, okay. So what are my feelings? What's going on behind the thin blue line? So here's, here's what I think, you know, a lot of people are missing, especially when you, this is, you know, I'm probably the veteran officers here, the guys who, and girls who've been, um, you know, you've been on the job a little while, like you're, you're totally going to pick up what I'm putting down and you're going to sit here and I guarantee you're going to be like, yep, yep, yep. I fucking, yep. She gets me. She's speaking right to me and I'm probably going to do that. But this is really, I really want um, the public to hear this. And I really want, you know, spouses and I want um, rookies to hear this because I didn't hear it enough um, when I was a rookie. And, um, you know, I think, you know, civilians have no fucking clue. You know, I'll, I'll never forget. I, um, 
I was, uh, Adam and I, we used to rent an apartment, obviously. And uh, before we bought our house, and my our landlords are amazing, but had no idea about law enforcement, right? I mean, they were good people too. And I'll never forget, I was having a conversation with him and, and my schedule was a four and two schedule, which is a killer. That is a cop killer. Four and two, five and two, six and two, so dumb. I've never heard of anything more dumb in my life. Um, that is so stupid. Statistically, just so you guys know and you're aware, and I'm not just like pulling things out of my ass, statistically straight from the feds, you know, the four and three is actually one of the best police schedules um, for our bodies and for our minds. Um and or like you know what another one is the two two three and I know that there's some other really good schedules out there but those are the two that come up to my head um and anyway so I'm working this four and two and I'm smoked I mean you're just fucking smoked because you work four days and then your first day that you come off being a cop like you're you're still a cop like you're just coming down like you and and if you don't get your ass out of the house and you don't go do something you are fucking wound tight am I right I know I'm right so that's literally how it is. And so you have the second day, but the second day you're focused on, fuck, I got to go back to work tomorrow. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Right. And so you only have like one, that second day, if you're lucky where you can be like a normal human, but you're like pissed because you're like, fuck, I got to go back to work tomorrow. And so I'm like, I was talking to my, my neighbor or he's my landlord at the time. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, man, this fucking four or two schedules killing me. And he's like, why? I work five and two, like the rest of America, Monday through Friday, and I have the weekends off. And I'm like, yeah, dude, no, nope, you you have no idea. And like, I didn't sit in there and get in a dick measuring contest with him like I could have, you know, but I just didn't. I'm like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm, right, yeah, well, you got it way worse than me, haha, <laughs> turned around and walked off. I was like, mm-mm. You know, when he sits in his comfy fucking office job, AC, you know, making fucking 80 to 100,000, maybe upwards of 150 a year you know, and obviously things aren't that tough. So he doesn't really need to go and, you know, his wind down would be Friday night. Right. And so Saturday and Sunday, he's a normal person. Well, that's just not, that's not how it is in police work. And so, um, you know, that is key. Like I, I need you to know, you know, you, you need to, you need to wind down, but not only do you need to wind down and like, you need to know this for yourself. Like your spouse has got to know this, you know, um, because, and I'm speaking from my heart because, you know, you know that I've been a cop, you know, I was a cop for six and a half or seven years since I've been 20 years old, you know, um, and I'm marrying a state trooper. Um, actually it's like less than 60 days out now. Holy shit. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Adam and I are getting married and he's a state trooper and we've, you know, we've had a lot of conversations around this, you know, he, you know, he works a lot. He's a canine handler. He's on like every fucking team, specialty specialty you can imagine in the main state police. Like he's, he's one of those guys. And I know I'm speaking to a lot of guys on here that are just like him. Right. And so here's a couple of things that you've got to keep in mind. And, you know, luckily Adam doesn't have to listen to my podcast. You know, we have these conversations so I can kind of keep them in check. But um, in order for me to reach as many of you, I figured, you know what, I'm going to put this on the podcast because I want them and I want their spouses to hear this is that, you know, yes, you can be Superman and you are Superman during your shift, right? Like hands down or Superwoman, like you are, and you need to be, and you need to kind of have that complex. Doesn't mean you need to be an asshole. It doesn't mean you need, to, you need to ticket everyone and their brother either, but it does mean that you you, know, you kind of need to, you need to stay there. You need to stay high up like that. Right. The the problem is, is when you come home, you've been treated, you've been a cop, right? You're a cop. 
people talk back to you, you can figure out a way to take them to fucking jail. Like, let's be real. You know, people, you know, they fucking don't do what you are telling them to do. They're going to go to jail, right? I mean, you're an officer of the law. You know, you have this command presence. Most people are just going to, you know, they're just going to do what you want, right? Till you come home and you got a wife like me, right? <laughs> Who's like, I'm fucking telling you right now, you better take that uniform off way before you come into this fucking house because in this house, you are an equal, equal. And I know from working the job, that is a hard, it's a hard mindset. It's hard because you're like, wait a minute. I'm a fucking, I'm a police officer, dude. Like, you know what I mean? And like, because I, Adam and I, we'd catch ourselves, like we'd get right into like a pissing match. And then like, we just both start laughing at each other. And we're like, oh my God, we are such idiots. Like we are totally acting like two cops fighting on the side of the road right now. <laughs> and, and then like, luckily, like we can laugh it off and like, it's fine. Because we've had the, we've had these conversations enough to be able to be like, okay, yeah, this is just us being friggin' headstrong. This is us just being, you know, we, we didn't like put away our uniforms clearly, but like, you got to know that like when you come home, you, you have to know that you've got to be a different person. We've talked about this, but like, I need you to really feel me on this. Like really fucking like let this sink in a minute. Like when you go home, is it, is everything the way that you say is, is like what you say goes because let me just tell you, if, if he or she that you're with is anything like me or has any sort of backbone, it's only going to last a little while. And let me tell you, maybe your spouse is biting their tongue. They bite their tongue because they're fucking, they, you know, they, they don't want to f- upset you. You guys spend very little time as it is, or they're like me and don't bite their fucking tongue. And you guys end up in, you know, just different little tiffs and it just takes away from your fucking very, very, very short time off. Right. So, you know, you got to be able to take that uniform off, you guys. Now, here's an idea. Here's a recommendation. Because I could sit here and preach it to you all day long. And you're like, hey, Adam, great. But how the fuck do I do it? Here's some things that, like, Adam and I have found that works. Um, But, I mean, it's all – everybody's different, okay? So, for him, he's on call. So, this concept is a little bit different. But here's what I recommend. I know a lot of us like to work out before shift, depending on whatever our shift is. Because I know I do that when I work evenings, I'd work out before shift, but sometimes I'd work out after. When I worked out after, I could calm down a lot better. But I really do recommend working out after versus before. Before shift, you know, yes, like you're getting your pump on, you're like, like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm fucking Superman, bitch, what's up? Look at these muscles. But the thing is, is it's not de-stressing you. And that's, like kind of what you need. You need that adrenaline dump right after you get off shift, especially if you're not on call. Now to my people that are on call, I don't know if you have like a gym at your house, something you can do at your house or like you could, you know, go to the gym in your cruiser that is like in your patrol area where you can, you know, just work out. But I don't even recommend that if you're on call because you really kind of, you need to be on point. But you know, for, for my guys and girls who are not on call after shift, see if you can make that switch and work out, you do just a 30 minute hit workout right after fucking right after shift. And then let's see what happens because I know with Adam, he could, he just needs to go to the gym or he needs to go for a run. Once he's done that, it's not that it's like all better, but it's, it's, it, it becomes a lot better for him. And for me, I'm going to give you my example is, yes, I need to work out that fucking that that is what gets my brain back. But things that help me, too, is um, I would go 
and I still do, I'd go to acupuncture um, once or twice a week because that's working like that lets me relax and it's working like my meridians um, where like energy flows. And so like acupuncture worked fucking amazing for me and it helped me so much with anxiety and just, you know, just stress. And I felt like I could handle it better. That was something I would do when I worked overnights, I would go in the mornings. So I would work out, I'd work overnights, get out at 7am. My place didn't open until like nine. So in seven, so what I would do is I'd go immediately and I'd work out. Like I'm telling you, I'd shower, eat some breakfast or dinner, however you do it. But I could eat breakfast at, for every meal. So for me, it was like breakfast. <laughs> and then I'd go and I would get acupuncture and I'd fucking pass out for an hour while I had these like needles all in my body. And and it doesn't hurt. Like, it's, like I, you know, if you might think it does, it's actually really good for you. And I highly recommend it. Another thing that would be really good for you. And I know you're going to want to be like Autumn, but hear me out do yoga, go to a yoga class after your shift. If like there's one available, but if you work evenings, like you can totally do it online. And I've done that online too. There's this yoga and it's yoga by Adrian actually. And she's pretty cool. Like, I think you guys would like her. I liked her. She wasn't like one of those. She doesn't like, she's not like a tree hugger. She's pretty real. Um, but you can YouTube her for free. Um, and like do yoga and it, and I know you're like, you, you know, you could be like Autumn because I think I would have been like Autumn when I was a rookie and I first started. But I'm going to be real. Like, let's just be honest. And this is what this podcast is all about, right? Like, you you need to come down. <laughs> you, need, you need to come down from where you're at, right? Like, we know that you're completely hypervigilant. We know where you're at. We know that you're fucking multitasking. We know that you're like really crazy you know, like doing all these things all the time. And like, you're, like I said, like your command presence is at all time high and like your expectations, like how your answers are, your attitude, how you're speaking to people is short, straight to the point. Um, you know, that's, that's real that you need to be that way. You know, you don't have time to fucking pussyfoot around all day long. Like I get that. But when you come home, you, you need to come back to that human. You need to be that human aspect for your family and for your children. And, and the reason I'm, kind of pretty big on this is, you know, I take a look around and I look at cops and then I look at their kids. And because that mother or father figure was never home, we have most of the time, not all the time. Okay. But I see a lot, you know, there was obviously a lot of tension between mom or dad. A lot of times they're divorced. And I see what these kids end up. Now, not all of them. We have some really great, you know, cops kids. But let's be honest, we can all sit here and say, fuck, like, I know what she's saying. This is a lot of cops, kids that, you know, they just took the wrong road. And it's like, fuck, like, your mom or dad is so squared away. How in the fuck are you that way? Right? Like, into drugs, lazy, you know, um, just really not going anywhere. And you're like, how the heck, you know, how the heck are you that way? And here's the thing. mom or dad comes home from shift every fucking day and they are an asshole and maybe like maybe the spouse who is home maybe the spouse like just kind of lets it go and doesn't do anything about it but the kid sees it and the kid gets that feedback you know they get that they get that interaction eventually it's like oh drill sergeant's home fuck them i don't want anything to do with them then what happens i fucking hate cops i hate law enforcement i hate anything to do with first responder i hate the military why because it takes it took their parent away, but not only that, it took them away physically, but it took them, the kid's going to feel like it took them away emotionally as well. And so like we, you know, we need to be cognizant of that. Like, how are you when you go home? 
Like put, do what you need to do. And and like, I know of another, there's another officer, um, he's a trooper and like, he would have this conversation with Adam and he'd be like, listen, like I would go into my office and I would not come out, you know, until I was ready. Like he had this office, he'd go and he'd change or whatever. And then like, he would just tell his wife and his kids, you know, daddy's need needs to finish up work. Well, I'll be right out. And sometimes it would take him up to 30 minutes to just, okay. And, and here's the thing, here's what I've learned. You're, you're not going to be able to just think this shit out. Okay. Like you're just not like, I remember, I know I've talked to you about this before, but I'm going to tell you again, the story. I remember I went to this call and it was the call. It was this guy who he was the first guy that I've ever encountered that truly scared the living shit out of me. He had nothing behind his eyes. And I mean, I was, I was on the road for five years before this ever happened. Okay. I mean, and I worked in cities. So as you know, I wasn't some country bumpkin that fucking, you know, ran into one person a fucking week. No, I mean, I was, I worked in two cities and I was very busy, but this was the first person that ever truly scared the fucking hell out of me. And he did. He had nothing behind his eyes and he was just, he, you, you, you know what I'm, you know what I'm putting down. I know you're picking it up. You just, it just wasn't right. You know, and you know, when your stomach, it was like, mm, fuck, something's not right. I'm at his house and it's fucking like 10 and it was just a bad situation, like totally bad situation anyways. And so I go home that night and I didn't end up arresting him because I couldn't come up with an arrestable offense. And like, I knew he was one of those guys. I was like, fuck like my the guy that I went there with he wasn't a very big dude he was my size and I'm like oh my god like this guy's gonna fucking ruin us like and you know how like sometimes you have to have that and and if you're a rookie you're gonna you're gonna sit here and go oh no everybody has to go to jail oh fuck, blah, blah. but as, uh, listen after you get your ass handed to you a number of times or you've seen guys get their asses handed to them you, you really start thinking like oh like mm, does this guy really need to go to jail or does this like is that going to solve the problem or is this going to make this 10 times fucking worse? Or like, are they, what, why am I being called that at the end? I think I got called cause it was a noise complaint. So it wasn't like, that's really like crazy fucking thing. But anyways, so I didn't end up making the arrest and I end up going home and like talking to Adam. Like he was in bed cause he had to work the next morning early. And I got home at like midnight and like I remember going waking him up sitting in bed and just talking and talking and talking this thing through and no matter how many times him and I talked about it it didn't get it off I I just couldn't stop thinking about it but you know what it did is I went and I, I wrote it all down in a journal and it worked I got it all out I got it all off of my brain and then the next morning I could go back and I could reread it and I could like think through it and so if you're having a tough time shutting shit off you know workout after shift, huge. Um, you know, and go get acupuncture, go get a massage. I get a massage every single, I go every two weeks. And I've done that when I was in the police Academy, every weekend I was getting a massage because I needed to relax. I needed to reset my body and it helps you guys. It totally helps. If you get yourself the right masseuse, like I wouldn't be going to these, like, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Don't be going to these, like, Chinese people, Vietnamese people, you know, they're not spiritual enough. You need to go find yourself somebody who's going to be spiritually like that can, um, you know, like reset you. Okay. Um, you can, uh, you probably can hear Adam in the background. He's getting a call out right now. Sorry. <laughs> 
Um, but you know, you need to be, you need to be, um, go to some place that's like going to like spiritually relax you and shit like that. Like it's relaxing and it's a safe place and you trust the person. And, you know, obviously, you know, you maybe you want to have your spouse okay with it. <laughs> my masseuse happens to be my mother. So it's like one of those things, but, um, but they work, you know, and journaling. And I know you're like, oh, I'm not some spiritual friggin'. No, you're not. You don't even need to call it journaling. Just grab a fucking piece of paper, put it in your office and write down everything you need to get off your chest so that within a half an hour after you come home, like you, you're decompressed. Okay. Or within an hour because your family needs you and your spouse needs you. And, and for the spouse listening to this, like, I just want you to know, because I got to tell you guys, it was not that hard to be a cop. It's 10 times harder to be the spouse. 10 times. I don't give a fuck what you guys say. I'm telling you because I didn't worry when I was a cop. I didn't even worry about Adam. I just didn't like, and not that much because I was a cop. I was doing the thing. I knew exactly what it was. Like I knew like, listen, I got to fucking put my Superman suit on. I got to go like, don't worry about me. I'm not going to worry about you. I'll see you when we get home. Like, and that's just what we did. But I can tell you that being the spouse, you know, when you start seeing all the media stuff and you start listening, like other spouses texting you and like, you don't get the phone call when like your spouse is a fucking hour late and like, there's no text message and there's no friggin', you know, there's no phone call and there's no text or anything like that. Like, yeah, you get fucking stressed out. You know what I mean? Or, you know, the one that you, you haven't seen them in like fucking two weeks because they've been working so much and they come home and then they're a fucking asshole. Yeah, that's 10 times worse, 10 times worse than being a cop. Like, because you don't, when you're a cop, you don't realize it. You don't realize it, family. And I'm telling you right now, this is where the divorce rates are coming from. Okay. This is where it's coming from is because who in their right fucking mind wants to put up with stuff like this? Nobody. And, and listen, I deal with spouses. A lot of spouses come to me all the time with this stuff. They're like, geez, like, you know, fucking so-and-so he's this and he's that and like he's not calming down and geez he's such a freaking cop off duty and like I just don't understand and it makes me feel like he doesn't love me and da 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 and like and then like Adam and I we have our own like we go through our own shit like that and I'm like damn like this this is hard but instead of me just internalizing it I'm coming here I'm being very open with you and I want to help stop this crazy ass cycle for more than just Adam and I at least him and I can have conversations around it now um, you know, and so I'm trying to open the door, listen to me, have your spouse, listen to me, listen to this episode over and over again, because this is what really goes on behind the thin blue line. This is what really goes on. It's not easy. It's not easy when we're on the road. It's not easy. You know, when we're in the police department and it's not easy when we're off duty and it's certainly not easy, you know, when we're with our families, because at some point, you know, we have to figure out how to turn it on and turn it off. And that is not something they teach you at the academy. That is not something that they teach you at the police department. It is not talked about. And it is not something that you just learn if nobody's guiding you because you don't have to turn it on and turn it off. And a lot of people, what they resort to is alcohol and pills, um, some sort of substance to turn it on and turn it off. And I'm asking you not to do that now. I understand sometimes you get off shift, you need to have that one beer, that one glass of, you know, whiskey, rum, vodka, whatever, one glass, one shot. Okay. Whatever. I know, I know a lot of fucking cops that do that. One beer, a big deal. Two beers, three beers, you're cruising. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. 
let's not do that. Take my advice from everything that I had said. Listen to this episode as many times as you need to. Realize that you are not alone in this. Realize that you have a fucking family across the world behind the thin blue line that does this. But be better. Be better at it. Because now you know. Now you can't ignore this shit. And you're going to notice when you go home and you're pissed, you have a bad fucking shift, or even if you didn't have a bad shift, maybe you've just worked a lot or whatever. You're going to notice. You're going to act exactly how I'm telling you. I'm calling you out. And I'm telling you right now that if you want a better life, if you want to save your marriage, if you want your relationship to turn into a marriage, if you want to save your relationship with your children, you're going to do what I'm telling you so that you can come back to earth and you can be the human, you can be the mom, the dad, you know, the husband, the wife, the girlfriend, the boyfriend, you can be that person who, you know, that person needs you to be for them. I hope you take my words and you take this very seriously because it's a serious issue. Um, I see it all over the place. I know that you're probably sitting here. You're either one pissed off at me because you're like, Jesus Christ, like, geez, like, fucker. (laughs) I don't want to listen to this anymore. So if you've made it here, then you know that I'm speaking the truth and you know that either, you know, you need to do, you need to be the change, but not only that family share this out because there's other officers that need to hear this. They need it. They need this because no one's talking about this and no one's going to get on this level with you. Everybody's going to stay in the egotistic fucking area and everyone's going to pretend that they're fucking fitness models, whether you're male or female. And everyone's going to talk about supplements and losing weight, and drinking a lot of water and counting your macros and motherfucking all that shit. That's great. And like, that is huge. But this is bigger. This is bigger because this is this is going to also save your life or not. You know, we have, and you've heard me say this 100,000 times, but we have an epidemic going on. We have a lot of law enforcement officers taking their lives. Um, almost as many, or if not as many last year that were killed in the line of duty, but no one talks about this. Well, let's just take a look at this. If those officers maybe could have had some help with learning how to shut it off and be a human and and, um, you know, maybe they, you know, I don't know, because I don't know any of them personally, maybe you guys do, maybe you can, you know, help me expand on this. But like, who knows, I just know that the divorce rate is 50% in law enforcement currently as it stands. And I'm going to assume that, you know, what goes on, you know, in these officers personalized, um, you know, it's not a coincidence when we have officers taking their lives, right? It's just not. So, um, Maybe this can stop that is what I'm trying to say. It was a roundabout way of saying it. So if you made it all the way this far, do me a favor, share this out, go share it with anybody that will listen share it to, you know, with your police department, share it with your shift, share it with anybody because they need to hear this, you know, um, give me a rating on iTunes or wherever you're listening to me to please give me a rating. Let me know what you think, um, because this is the only way that I'm getting it out there. I really appreciate it. Um, I really appreciate your reviews. I appreciate you being here. And if you made it all the way, um, come follow me on Instagram at the Lady Sheepdog and um, hit me up on the uh, on the post and let me know if you like this episode. All right. Until next week, I will talk to you later.